So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection Now, with your hosts, Jean-Victoria Norlock and Rick O'Shields, bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody to this edition of Everyday Connection Now. I'm Richard O'Shields, and off to my left, quite some distance in the north, we have Nikki Leach. How are you, Nikki? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm Justin. That's Getting good. used to this five shows a week. That five we do. shows a week in the morning, and so really seven, because we do yeah. the two of the night shows, too. And so. Yes, sir. You almost think I was a working woman or something. I don't know what that's all about. But. Real job. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to have to work with those sponsors and uh, Indiegogo donors and see if we can make it a paying job because, you know, we all have to all right. groceries and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, for those, well, you know. The names aren't right in the opening title. That's just because uh, Lazy Me has not made a new intro title since we I decided to be Richard. And then almost separately, I guess because of the morning show coming along, you decided you could be Nikki. So I got to make well, this I think, intro thing. Well, I think if we're going to work um, with a morning show that talks a lot about transparency, tr- transparency in the media, transparency in the government, transparency in our lives, our personal lives, then we kind of have to jump on the bandwagon and get transparent. And I know that all of our listeners, our regular listeners, know that I'm both Nikki Leach and Jean Victoria Norlock, but we're embarking on an adventure that's going to bring us tons of new listeners that, that we've never had before. And um, I am who I am. And, you know, I'm, I'm well past the point of if my family believes in what I do or not. I just frankly don't care. And there it is. I am who I am, and I do what I do, and that's that. So, yeah, here I am, Nikki. Hello. Okay. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and the Richard thing's a very long story, and it's not—I'm—I'm I'm not having the easiest time. Neither. But it's becoming easier. It is. To say Richard instead of it Rick. Is. And, right. Well, you know, you grew up. It happens oh, to the best of us. No matter how hard we fight. <laughs> not that anything, but that don't throw me in the briar patch. No. Oh. <sighs> I don't want to grow up. I don't it it happens. Grow up. You know. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Oh, wait, no, that's... Oh, now. Now, free advertising. Let's we didn't do that. that far. No. <laughs> All right, uh, so we have so. a great, wonderful, beautiful guest on this evening who we should uh, Absolutely, talk to. and we don't have to banner current events so much because we do it five mornings a week now on the flow. So how cool is that's that? That's right. If you want to hear good news, just come drop by the morning show from 7... Oh, wait. From 9 to 11. Wrong. 9 to 11 Eastern, Eastern Standard time. time, and uh, we'll pour some good news down your throat, because that's what we do. That's what we do. we got plenty. We'll share. We do. Oh, yeah. You'd be amazed at how much good news we can find in the world. 
Most mornings we can't get to all of the stories that we had pulled up because we just, it's so mm -hmm. yummy. you got to chew on it and get the yummy out. It is. Chew on it, news, good news, yeah. <clears throat> Sounds good to me. But we do. We have a special guest with us tonight. Um, she is an author and a, a shaman, a healer, uh, Ms. Lynn Andrews. Good evening, Lynn. How are well, you? Good evening. It's wonderful to be on your show. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, we want to thank you for carving out some time for us this evening. That's just fantastic. Absolutely. We're very happy to have you here. Um, so we're going to get right down to it, get started right away, because why wait? Lynn, who on earth are you and what do you do? <laughs> oh, my gosh. In three words or less, who are you? Well, let me see. I've written 20 books on uh, the Medicine Woman series of books that uh, talk about my adventures, my uh, teaching process, learning process with women of power all over the world. Uh, it started in the beginning in North America and went to Australia and Tibet and Nepal. And then I went uh, down into Central America and Europe. And I have been all over the world, literally, working with extraordinary women of power. The books are autobiographical. And they teach me, these women, a fantastic, uh, extraordinary uh, aspects of wisdom that have been learned and held sacred since ancient times. And uh, these teachings are probably more applicable today than ever. Uh, I just finished a book, or just published a book, I should say, called uh, Coming Full Circle. And Coming Full Circle is about ancient wisdom for a modern world and how you take the stories which I have included in this book, stories about uh, Amy Hummingbird's wing and the magnificent stingless bees that were literally the currency for the ancient Mayans. It, uh, it was a way to show your wealth in a sense of how many melopona bees you happen to have and could hold within a certain hive because the honey was so very, very healing. And I went through experiences with Amy Hummingbird's wing that had to do with self-worth. It had to do with how you allow yourself to see the larger vision in life and how you bring yourself into a place of higher consciousness. You know, we banty around words like enlightenment, higher consciousness, uh, being more aware, a lot of higher energy, um, vortexes opening. Um, you know, what does all of that really and truly mean to any of us? We're human beings. Certainly, I think any of your listeners would certainly understand that we're on a path of some sort, a path. All paths lead to Rome. All paths lead, perhaps, in a sacred way, to higher consciousness, which means that you have an ability to see uh, the truth, not only of yourself, but of your relationship to the divine, whatever that might be for you. 
and it means that you can literally uh, shift your DNA and the the inherited aspects of oneself, the weaknesses and the strengths, and move your consciousness into a place where you can elevate your form, as it were. And uh, as you begin to do that, you begin to see the truth of the universe around you. You begin to see that the first lesson of power is that we're all alone. And the last lesson of power is that we truly are all one. But when I sit here and I'm talking with you over there, there is this sense of separateness and you're, and we're divided in some way. Well, in a sense, we are as a result of the relative world of the product of time, time-space continuum. But when you step out of that time-space continuum, then we are truly all one. There is nothing that keeps us separate. When you're in the relative world, you're learning things because you can push against certain emotions, other people, aspects of existence that maybe you can't do when you're out of the world of time. So all of this is to say that we are in a very fabulous uh, time in human history where we are more capable of learning new things, powerful things than ever before. And we are able to, to widen our perspective and our dimension. We actually can move into parts of our brain that we couldn't access before. The mitochondria that separates the left from the right brain. Um, the, the way that you, you move from one side to the other. We can do in a way that is uh, much more powerful I think than ever before, and that's been my teaching, but it's also been my experience. I certainly can't talk about anything that I haven't experienced before. So who am I? I was a woman in Beverly Hills in the film business, raising uh, my daughter, married um, to a film executive, etc., and I had always had the ability to see lights around people, to be able to see within someone where they needed healing, where they needed um, a way of um, finding a, a true self-worth that was hidden, the secrets that were hidden inside of them, perhaps since childhood, because of abuse and so forth. And I was able to see things, and I hid those abilities for a very long time because I realized very early on that it scared people terribly. They, didn't, they felt that their privacy was being invaded in some way. So I hid who I was until um, in my early 20s, I began to realize that I had to find a teacher, that you cannot live and be someone that you are not. And that you cannot pretend that you don't have abilities when you do have them. The problem with me is that I didn't know what they meant. And I didn't know what I was supposed to do with them. I didn't know who I was supposed to be in this life. And as a result of that, I went looking for teachers all over the world. And I found, thank heaven, 
the Sisterhood of the Shields, which is a, a exquisite group of sacred women. There are 44 of us. I was initiated into that circle after many years of teaching and learning, which I describe in my first books, Medicine Woman being the first, uh, Spirit Woman or Fly to the Seventh Moon the second, Jaguar Woman, which incidentally was uh, up for a Pulitzer at one point, and all of these other books that I've written, Crystal Woman, etc., are from me going to different parts of the world, like Crystal Woman. I go to Australia, and I studied with Ginny V in the outback. She's a beautiful, extraordinary, uh, elder, aboriginal woman. And she taught me many, many wonderful things. And as I'm going to be presenting at this event you mentioned earlier, uh, my Sedona event, it's a new event. It's going to be incredible. And I have uh, experienced and been told by these great beings of light that the vor- one of the vortexes is opening more fully right at the time that we're going to be there. And we're going to be there uh, this 11th through the 15th, I believe that's right. And we're going to be at the Sedona Creative Life Center. And it's a fabulous event. I welcome everybody to come. We have a magnificent band that has been with me for 17 years. And incidentally, it'll be our 26th year of this particular event that we have given in different places. We have given this event in Santa Fe, New Mexico at Ghost Ranch. We have given it for many long years at uh, the Mental Physics Institute in uh, Joshua Tree, California. And now we're going to be um, giving this event out of Sedona uh, for a time. And it's because this is a power place, a place where emergence is possible for your own spirit, for your own soul, at a time when you need that more than possibly ever in your life. I think all of us are feeling stressed. We're feeling that we don't know what's happening. The world is suddenly uh, blowing up in all directions. And we're trying to find the order out of chaos. And how do you do that? How do you make decisions about your life? How do you find that point of wisdom where you know that you suddenly have had a samadhi, an opening of your of your awareness to the point where you see there's a path ahead of you and you can follow that path and it will take you to a place of much heightened awareness and perhaps enlightenment. So <clears throat> I teach people about the sacred wheel and Native Americans use the medicine wheel. The sacred wheel has been used in Egypt and in the Mayan world and in most every sacred tradition, certainly the Celts and the way of weird, which was from Europe, early, early times, early shamanic times. And the sacred circle has a meaning that life never begins and life never ends, that you you come back and you you relearn things until you come into a place of perfection, like a Buddha, a Jesus, um, the, the great 
uh, teachers that have walked this planet. And the sacred wheel is divided into four directions. And there is a way that you can sit at the center of that wheel. And you can, by finding this new way of thinking, a new paradigm for the process of mind, you find a way to solve almost any problem that you have. In fact, I will uh, stop talking. <laughs> I seem to be doing a monologue here. Uh, maybe you have a, a question. Maybe you have a problem that you're dealing with. And I can show you how to use the wheel if you want to. Oh, that would be wonderful. It wasn't so much a monologue. We were just in, in rapt attention. Uh yeah, I, I've never heard, we've been doing this for two and a half years, and I've never heard anybody explain the concept of higher consciousness so eloquently, yet so simply that anybody, even people who've never heard of higher consciousness, can, ex- can understand the absolute importance of looking within and taking that journey and so yeah i have been sitting here kind of in awe like i've been talking to i haven't been talking to you i've been listening to you for a few minutes only and i want the book i mean i'd like to have eventually all 20 you wow I have been I on, just, on quite a journey. It it really is true, Nikki. I've been um, <clears throat> working all of my life in in the sacred world in one way or another, and um, I've had many teachers. Very very fortunately, many teachers, and they have gifted me with so much. And uh, this is a time right this minute where we actually have the opportunity to become extraordinarily uh, extraordinary light beings, if you will. I, what does that mean? A light being is someone that literally begins to glow because there are no blocks within their body that keep the sacred life flow in check anywhere. If you've had, um, let me explain that. Let's say you've had a broken heart. And, you know, somebody has really hurt you in your life. Um, The energy that comes up from the root chakra all the way up the chakra system into your heart, the energy centers of your body, the energy comes up and it comes to your heart. And maybe you haven't dealt with your heart issue. The energy will stop right there. And what will happen is that you will begin to weaken in that area. And that, that, that energy will circle right there. And it will cause a dis-ease of the heart. And if it doesn't get dealt with, if you don't go to someone who knows what they're talking about, uh, they won't be able to continue that flow. You have to break that open. You have to find a way to release that energy so that it can go up to the higher chakras up towards the top of your head. And uh, you might have an illness in your heart, for instance. Um, to me, the, the body is the final teacher. If you cannot get the message one way or another, 
your body will finally and at last say, hey, you know, I'm going to teach you now. Uh, your right knee is going to start falling apart. You're going to start losing the cartilage. You aren't going to be able to move forward from the right side of your body with your knee because the knee only goes forward. The right side of your body is essentially male. It is that aspect of yourself that goes into the world. If you can't move forward into the world, then there's something about you that is, in fact, holding you back. What might that be? So when I enroll from my, I have a school. I give, I have (laughs) spent my life trying to figure out how to give people what they need. I'm only one person. I, I work with a person a day, and I work with them on the phone. Anybody listening here can have um, a session with me. You just go up on lynnandrews.com, and it'll say private sessions, and you can have a session with me. But I can't deal with all of the people in the world that I need to deal with. So I learned very, very early on that I needed to find a way. So I talked with the Sisterhood of the Shields, with these this great circle of women that I am uh, part of, and we decided that I should do a school. So I wrote, over several years, I wrote the curriculum for four years of a school. And so you enroll in the school about this time of the year, by the way, and the school will teach you how to become everything that you have always wanted to be. If you are not living the life that you wanted or expected or dreamed of, there's a reason for that. And you're the reason. You're the person keeping you from what it is uh, that you know you need in this life, something that really and truly fulfills you. Oftentimes, early on in life, we go to school and we become a lawyer because uh, our parents wanted us to become a lawyer, but in actuality, you're an artist in your spirit. But you didn't go to art school because you can't, quote unquote, make money as an artist. That's usually what people will tell you. But if that's your true desire, really your true desire, you really should explore that because somehow that may have hurt you deeply. And being a lawyer maybe is not what you want, and it's hurting you because you're doing something every day that you don't really want to do. Um, so the same thing going back to the heart. You, you have to heal your heart. In other words, nobody can love you in this world if you don't love yourself. How could it possibly be otherwise? So we have to love ourselves, and that's all part of the heart. And so many people that are... Um, abused in life you know early on in their life excuse me just a second I needed a little drink of water Um, I bet (laughs) if you've been abused early on in your life which I would say 90% of the world has been abused in one way or another and uh That's an incredible thing to say, but it's been my experience all over the world from, you know, if you look at the Middle East, the abuse there is, it's so extreme. Well, it's just profound. You know, what's happening to women 
uh, and what's happened? I mean, just uh, just all over, and it's you know because of belief structures that are very very limiting and perhaps archaic at this point. But that sounds like a judgment. It's just the way I felt with being in the Middle East, what I felt about. Uh, the conditions there and what was happening and the beautiful kindness, wondrousness of of the people that was so covered up in one way or another that wanted so much to be freed in some way to enjoy music, if nothing else, and books and education and health. Uh, anyway. Um I sidetracked myself there. Where was I going? I forgot. Uh, you had just, uh, we're talking about the mystery school. Oh, that. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> you know, we heal people. I heal, I must say, um, people every day. Uh, people that didn't realize that they had an opportunity to become something more. Uh, they may be living in the most horrible conditions. And they... In coming to the school, it's an academy for, it's a mystery school, and it teaches you the mysteries. What are the mysteries? The truth about yourself. And it is a great mystery. You are here to, what did Plato say? Know thyself. Um, it is the, the greatest thing that you can do in this life, and the hardest, because there are so many veils of conditioning that uh, cloud our vision. You know, we're, the ego mind is only a conditioned mind, but we think it's the only mind we have. And we look at the world and we don't see the truth of it, really. So the school, the mystery school, is about tearing away those veils of ignorance, if you will, so that the true vision of who you are is suddenly available to you, let alone to other people. And and the joy and the lifting of of the power of self and heart uh, into higher realms of awareness. It's a possibility. It is right there. You are already enlightened. You just don't remember. You don't remember who you were before you were born. You don't remember what you came here for. And somebody will say to me, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. And I will talk to them about their aches, their pains, which give me an idea of where there may be dis-ease in their bodies, which is a roadmap for me. And I can see almost instantly where things, where you're in trouble. And the most important thing is that I can hold up a mirror for you. And if you have the courage, you look in that mirror and you go, oh, God, I didn't know I was doing that. And I've been creating this situation. I shouldn't even be in it. I'm in an abusive relationship. I feel that I have no worth and that I can't do anything and I can't escape. So I just try to hope that this person that is abusing me will quit doing that. But, of course, it just gets worse and worse normally. And people have to have the strength to to extricate themselves from that kind of a condition. And I teach you how to do that. 
you know, I teach you how to use tools, sacred tools. I mean, even something as simple as a drum. There is a great reason why drums are sacred and can be used in a sacred way. They bring you back to the heartbeat of Mother Earth and they transport you into a place of spirit that is truly bliss if you know how to play a drum properly and play it even with other people in community or use a rattle um, in a certain way. Maybe make a rattle of your own that has tiny little seed crystals inside of it that you gather from an anthill that maybe the, the little pieces of crystal are brought up in the anthill up to the top. You find that a lot in New Mexico, for instance. And you take those little tiny seed crystals and you put them in your rattle and it gives you the most incredible, um, very lovely, lovely sound. And uh, there are just so many things that I teach you that make you capable of then taking those uh, those wonderful tools that you make sharing them with people, using them perhaps after you graduate from the school. You are, um, I give you a ministerial, uh, I ordain you, so that you can have <clears throat> a, a church, not a church, but a, but a sanctuary where you can practice almost anything having to do with sacredness and light you could do uh, anything from uh, teaching someone drumming to teaching them about the sacred way of woman um, or man and how those relationships are so extraordinarily important and how uh, La Ultima Madre, which I write about in Jaguar Woman and in Coming Full Circle, my new book, uh, I talk about how the balance between the male and female is so ter- incredibly important, how the shields um, are balanced and are so incredibly important. It is a most fascinating, um, well, it's fascinating, I think, for people like you, who probably, have, maybe you don't know about me before today, and you suddenly realize that, my God, there is some hope out there. Maybe I can unmuddle myself and find a way to to extricate myself from uncomfortable situations and find abundance. Why, am, why is that person next door, who doesn't seem to be a very nice guy, why is he so abundant and I'm over here not abundant? Well, what's happened there? Why is he better than me? Well, nothing is better or lesser. It's just that he understands maybe something about focus, whereas you maybe don't have that focus. You don't know how to do that. If you come out of abuse, you really don't know how to do that. If you come out of abuse, you get through childhood one way or another, and then when you become an adult... You don't really respect the adults in the world because they've caused you so much pain. So what do you do? You sabotage your success. 
so that you don't have to stand with other adults in the world. If you've had abuse when you're an adult, you just simply want to have another childhood because you never had a childhood in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I do. Absolutely. You're, Absolutely. Uh, you're hitting on it. Uh, oh, is she ever? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Ah. Absolutely. Um, I uh, I actually, well, I don't know if you were going to go, Nikki, but uh, since you... Well, she she went there. She so went there. Why so. don't we start with you? I was actually going to suggest that... Because um, you asked in, earlier, could we, in, you know, maybe play the game with one of us and... and uh, well, I, w- I was thinking perhaps we could take a quick break, allow her to have a drink, we'll play a quick song, and then when we come back, if she would like to demonstrate how this works because both of us have our various aches and pains um, although mine are almost gone so you know but i'd be interested to see um what she sees yeah from that because we we do love being guinea pigs here on the show it awards us an opportunity to um feature our guests in a way that people can really understand what they do and hands-on approach to what they do if, you, if you'd like to play, we'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back and play that game with you. It sounds wonderful. I would love that. Okay, fantastic. Yay! So, that sounds like uh, a fun game. Earth Prayer. Got to be. Or, I think Earth Prayer. Yeah. Yeah, Earth Prayer. This is a song from our dear friend, Ina V, uh, called Earth Prayer, and it's uh, based uh, around the Hawaiian practice of Ho'oponopono. And uh, I hope I pronounce that correctly in the presence of a shaman but we'll be right back folks stick with us
Everyday Connection on the Flow Cooperative, an entirely new stream on the scene. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Ina V, Earth Prayer. E-N-A-V-I-E, Ina V, who you will find at enavie.com, E-N-A-V-I-E.com. Uh, and check out the Earth Prayer Project. She's doing some fantastic philanthropic work with the proceeds from that very song. 
because it's a healing song, so she's using the money for healing, too. Imagine that. Imagine that. How cool is that? You don't have to imagine it. She's doing it. Let's go There's check a it lot out. of cool humans on the planet. Oh, humans are awesome. Humans are awesome. Humans are awesome. Indeed they are. So we're back with Lynn Andrews. And uh, going to play a little, I guess. Play? Games? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have? You go a- first, Rick. So um, just as the break was ending there, Lynn was just starting to ask, so what are you doing in Phoenix? What do you? And I just moved here. Uh, I had been in Costa Rica prior to that. And How did you like Costa Rica? <laughs> Costa Rica was magical, um, but almost so intense that it's good in short doses, maybe. Um, I expect I'm, I will at least try to get back there every year, probably. But uh, Stay on the ocean? Stayed on the South Pacific coast where there's really nothing. Um, it sometimes took a month to get, say, a floodlight bulb for the burned out bulb at your house. Because we were just sort of off in the nowhere. And um, uh, Nikki and I had been down there to do a, uh, some, a series of live remote shows. And uh, uh, my body was almost well, wouldn't you call it, Nikki? It wasn't my experience yeah. when I went back and uh, to live there. But for the week that we were there, it was just almost as if I've been having challenges, physical challenges, for some six years now. and um, oh um, But they all seemed to just go away for that week. And um, then I moved back down there, and uh, great improvement. It wasn't that magical week, but uh, I think part of it in that magical week was that I was... It was a... a only semi-rational decision, you know, this opportunity sort of popped up and I just Skyped Nikki and said, you know, so can you see any reason that we shouldn't go? Don't we have to go? <laughs> so we went. And uh, because of the show and the uh, and, and that's really where my passion lies is in this broadcasting and spreading, you know, kindness is free. We just sprinkle that stuff everywhere. Well, and, what were you? Did you live in a little village, a town? Uh, yeah, a little small town um, on the coast over there, um, Uvita, uh, and uh, the letter U and Vita, Uvita, and mm-hmm. um, uh, it was a beautiful time. There was a lot of healing, a lot of things that came up, uh, and then I uh, got back here to the States just in time to see my father before he uh, uh, transitioned. He went just not long ago, and... Um, Oddly enough, right after I adopted my full name, Richard. And uh, so anyway, then now here I am in Phoenix because I had this feeling of completion down there in Costa Rica. And then I was like, where, if, what? And, if and, somebody and were then, going to move down there, where would you tell them to go? As somebody that likes something going on, uh, you know, we can go to a movie. Um, in that... It, in that instance, I would either say if you want to be on the coast, you need to be up in the northern Pacific coast. Uh, Juanacaste is the name of the area in general. Uh, and, of course, there's a lot of people that uh, that stay in San Jose in the capital. About 75% of the population lives in San Jose. And, uh, is that a pretty town? Oh, it's beautiful. It's up in the mountains. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, and um, it's... Mm. 
the, the center of it's densely crowded, but uh, the South Pacific coast is more more jungle and monkey than people in movies. I see. I mean, I mean I, I, it's wonderful to live, uh, uh, you know, out somewhere where you have incredible peace, and it's wonderful. But it is also wonderful as a writer, in particularly, I think, for me anyway, uh, to be around people and the energy of people just moving and being. I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting dichotomy, really. But anyway, it, it, it really is. About yeah, so, how long is that? How do you fly there? Do you just fly down directly from? Yeah, well, there's. Um, I was in Houston uh, when I was going there, and uh, of course, that's a big hub for United. So there were nonstop flights several every day to oh. San Jose, and then once inside the country, there's some small airlines that you can take um, uh, to go to different towns. But San Jose right now is the only airport that handles big jets. So uh, we went to San Jose and drove. Uh, got picked up a rental car and drove. Uh, down there to the to the southern coast. Beautiful, beautiful place that uh, we stayed down there at the mango tree. And, it was gorgeous. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's mostly jungle, correct? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, and there's a... There's so much life. It's just... <laughs> everywhere. It's yeah. just brimming with beaming, fresh life that... Yes. Um, uh, is moving and seething and vibrating everywhere. It's very, uh, not to be perhaps corny, but it felt very much like going to see Yoda to me on his yeah. swamp world, you know, where everything's moving. Uh, because it, it, we, it really is. It, it's, it's the, the humidity and the moisture down there, you, can, you literally, when you buy a pineapple to eat it, you chop the top off and just stick it on top of the dirt in your yard, and next year you have a pineapple. It, it, oh, isn't that great? It, Are there a lot of snakes? Um, people talk about them. I didn't really see any. Uh, our host has been there and there, what, seven years now, Nikki? Something wow. like that, Rosemary? Mm-hmm. And has yeah. seen snakes once. Hmm. That's interesting. And, um, well, anyway, I wanted to get back so, to something. Yeah, that, okay. I wanted to just, you know, I was talking a lot about my school. And you're talking about Costa Rica and, and so forth, and, and places all over the world. My, my uh, wonderful mystery school uh, that is really so healing for people in all very individual ways is a school without walls. So you can uh, take this school from anywhere in the world. And it's, it's such a pleasure to uh, – we have a lot of conference calls where all of us are together and we have two trainings a year where we all get together. But other than that, they work uh, on their own. My curriculum is completely written. And they work with that curriculum with mentors that are graduates of my school and have an incredible ability in themselves. And if there's ever an issue of misunderstanding in any way, then I'm uh, you know, brought in to work with them directly. And having a school without walls has a great, uh, there's something really wonderful about it because you don't have the problem, first of all, of going to a campus. Second of all, you don't have all of the infighting and the stuff that goes on in a school where everybody is together every day. And you don't, uh, you know, want to necessarily be like your teacher 
And so when we all get together for the two trainings a year, it is incredible. There are so many things that I have you do, spirit dolls and uh, energy work that is, you know, comes out in the process of painting and writing and creating beautiful things. And everybody comes together and all of their things are so different because of the fact that they work, you know, deep within their own spirit, in their own space, in their own time. And uh, it really is spectacular. I just can't just say enough about it. Yes, it's my mystery school, but it was a gift to the world, really, and an incredible effort to pull this all together. And we have a special uh, continuing ed, uh uh, points for nurses and for practitioners. Uh, you receive a you know a degree, or you become a minister. Which the main point of becoming a minister is so that you can create your own sanctuary of any kind that you want, whether it's shamanic or or whatever, and and do it legally. <clears throat> and you can also, if you have a bachelor's, a BA. Uh, we are affiliated with the university that you can get your master's and your PhD through, uh, and all of the work that you've done in the school applies to that. And it is incredibly inexpensive. It took me years to get this all pulled together, and it's an offering to you uh, for it, it's incredible. I just don't know what else to say. And um, well, and and because not everybody can. Go hopping continents for twenty years, studying with. Well, exactly, and wise it's a four-year school. Yeah, and, um, and uh, so it's an incredible, uh, an incredible set of teachings that you're sharing with the world. Uh, yeah, and it's it's quite a gift, honestly. Uh, I have not ever, in all of the years that we have been doing the school, ever uh, had graduates that weren't that didn't just bloom and become something so powerful and so beautiful. And, you know, whether you're a housewife, uh, a doctor, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a, you know, an adventurer in the jungles of Brazil, doesn't matter. It, it teaches you whatever shamanic training you've had or uh, training in Buddhism or Hinduism, whatever. It doesn't make any difference. In other words, what I'm trying to say, it's, it is certainly non-denominational. And um, it, it, it really is quite something, I just must say. And when we, I have online courses as well. Uh, that We have those four times a year. And one, uh, let's see, one course is a little over a month each one. And this year we're exploring the ancient goddess, uh, the ancient goddesses as seen through shaman eyes. Uh, it's a very different perspective than I think you've ever heard about or learned from before. And you just do these things out of the pleasure of your own home with your computer, with your, uh, and plus you get written material that you download as well and music, and meditations, and all kinds of things. And I also do, um, you know, video uh, school uh, 
<laughs> I always forget the name for this. It's a video uh, at the school. You know, you you mm, teleconferences or, or it, workshops. It's not a conference. It's, it's me talking, and I I'm teaching something. Say the talking stick, and uh, or power animals, and I teach it, and then we send out a notebook, and then I answer questions and so forth. But it's the kind of thing that you can. You can just download, you pay a nominal fee, and you have this forever. You can go use it, reuse it, you know, over your lifetime. And um, and then I have all these books, and I don't, I'm trying to do everything I can do to bring this, these messages to you in any way that I can. Whatever's comfortable for you, I hope. I have been able to uh, present them to you in a way that you will absolutely love and have fun with. You know, I don't think you learn anything, um, Richard, without having the experience of it. And so I teach through experience. It's not just me standing up on a stage with a light board. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So um we just before the break had uh, you had gotten to uh, an example of uh somebody perhaps missing the prosperity in their life and particularly somebody looking at their neighbor and saying well how come they've got it and I don't have it and what's he doing he's not so nice <laughs> and um why him I'm a lot better person than him um, which sort of sounds to match that, but I've sort of been having challenge in that area. Well, I'm absolutely having challenge in that area. Well, I think most people are today. And uh, uh, well, mine's pretty, mine's pretty acute and 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 uh, strange. I've, as I said, I've been having physical challenges for almost six years now, so I haven't worked in six years. Oh my goodness! Um, Do you want to talk about that physical challenge for a sec? Sure, we can. Um, what what? Are you talking about? Okay. Um, it started in, in 2007. I had finally done enough uh, abuse and lack of care to my body that I actually briefly uh, died, very briefly, um, and uh, then spent three days in a odd state and then sort of woke up. And, yep. um, and then shortly afterwards, uh, for a few weeks, seemed like I was going to be just fine. And, uh, but then shortly after, I started uh, having... Neuropathy, uh, pain in my lower legs from the knee down, both sides. Oh gosh, that's so awful. And um, so what? What? So what, I have this. When you had neuropathy, when when this pain started, what uh, what happened? What did you have to do? Did you have to stop moving? Um, generally, it generally was in the evenings, and yeah. was proportionate to how active I was during the day. So you know, I wound up to where I just couldn't even. I eventually wound up losing the ability to walk, except in a swimming pool up to my neck in water to make me lighter. That's where I learned to walk again. Uh-huh. Um, still, when I have a, made the occasional attempt to run, I don't seem to have the coordination to do it. Um, and uh, so, yeah, uh, very limited in my ability to walk around. Uh, so, no feeling down there. Lots of numbness. I have some numbness in my pinky finger, uh, particularly in my left hand, but both of them. Uh, 
but this is a neurolog this is nerves. Nerve right? damage, yes. Yes. Nerve Good. damage of some sort. Otherwise nerve- physically I have some pancreas damage, but uh but uh, but other than that physically I'm okay. Well, let's let's just talk about neuropathy. Let's just talk. Let's just say you're sitting in the center of a sacred wheel, okay? And you're sitting in the center, but sitting on the ground, and there's uh, beautiful stones that are set around you in this circle, just your own private circle, and you're you're looking at the south, the direction of the south, and there's a stone there, okay? And maybe there's a crystal, and you look at the south. And the South is physicalness. This is an ancient teaching, and it has worked throughout history. So, so listen to me for a second. In the South is manifestation, the manifestation of your physical dream. Uh, but the, this, your manifestation begins in the North, in spirit. You've had an inspiration of some sort or another in your life. And now you're looking to the south to see how this dream has manifested. Did you, as a you know an early uh, a younger person, did you have a dream of what you wanted to do in life? Gosh, several. Well, was there one important one? Hmm. Give me a couple if you have several. Uh, well, I wanted to be an engineer, and I wanted to be a doctor. Okay, what happened to that? Um, yeah, well, it's a school, or lack of success therein. Um, did you make it into medical school? No, never made it all the way to medical school. I did make it to working at uh, uh, a summer program at a uh, hospital in Houston, and uh well, frankly, was disturbed by what I saw. It was nothing like what I thought it would be, and right. I decided that they, that I didn't, that I couldn't do that. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So you stopped with that thought, and then what happened? Well, I just sort of floated at that at that point, almost directionless. It was kind of odd. Well, it's uh, odd. It must have been very painful and very dis. It was. It was. Um, it's very disenchanting. I, uh, okay. you know, I, I expected, I expected medicine to be much different, and okay. um, it, it was not. <laughs> Let's move to the west for a minute. You, you look to the west, and the west is sacred dream, death and rebirth, transformation. So you had a dream of becoming a doctor. You had a dream of medical school, and what? Uh, a doctor really was going to be all about. And you had that dream, correct? Yes. yes. And then you started in the manifestation, the south of the wheel, and it, it isn't happening right. It, it, suddenly you're very disappointed, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, if you were working with me, I would say, okay, Richard, uh, this is a dead end, it looks like. Um, nursing obviously didn't appeal to you, and your educate. What was your BA? I mean, uh, did you go past in the college? Uh, did you? Get yeah, I, I I wound up with with uh, uh, studying on business degree just because I couldn't okay. figure out what to do. Uh, what else to do? Okay, and uh, but business was 
business, yeah. Okay. So then I would ask you to look to the north. And the north is spirit, inspiration, your relationship with the divine, whatever that is to you. Now, considering this problem, this issue, okay, the doctor thing isn't working. And you go up to spirit and you say, God, uh, great spirit, I, I, this is bigger than me. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what to do. Please help me. Guide me. Um, I, you have to admit, you're not only admitting to the great spirit, but you're admitting to yourself that you just don't know what to do. You're befuddled. Okay? Right. Correct? Yes. Okay. Now. Maybe uh, you do this prayer enough and things begin to occur to you. Gee, maybe I'll do something different. Maybe I'll have a radio show. Maybe I'll try to communicate to the world. Maybe I'll try. Maybe there's something out of being a, you know, working to be a doctor that teaches you things that maybe you can teach other people like, for instance, shamanic Medicine, what you're really talking about, I think, is shape-shifting, which is a shamanic term, meaning you're going to have to shape-shift out of the desire to be a doctor into a different kind of doctor, perhaps. Hmm. Have you ever thought about shamanism? Uh, Shamanism, natural healing, um, uh, channeling, and uh, always seem to come back to communication. So here I am on the radio. Okay, you're on uh, the video, which it was, can be very shamanic. It was a healing thing that I was that I expected to find in medicine, and I found a very mechanical, disrespectful, ick thing. And um, okay. uh, so now I have now I have this radio okay. enterprise. Okay, now, okay, now you move from the north, spirit, divine. You, maybe that's where the radio thing came in, and you manifested that in the south. But somehow, it's not working completely. So let's look over to the East. The East is mind. It's that part of the sacred wheel that is your reasonableness. How are you going to reasonably solve this issue? And in the East is the great eagle with far vision. In the East is the old wise one. And that is the person that I think you need. That's the energy form. You need that old wise one. And you have an old wise one over your right shoulder. Do you know that? No. Well, you do. And I think she's a grandmother. And I don't see her too clearly because you're not sitting in front of me, but... You have an old wise one, and if I were you, I would contact her and just say, you know, she told me there was someone there over my right shoulder. Will you please speak to me? I'm here. And you may have to do it a few times, So she's right there, right there for you. And talk to her. In the meantime, you go back to the south, and you've got this neuropathy kind of thing. Neuropathy is a is losing your nerve. Hmm. Do you know? Yeah. Losing your nerve. Okay. You're losing your nerve in the world, however. You're losing your nerve to move forward. 
to to take a hold of this situation and go, wait a minute, you know, I am a heck of a lot more than this. And I'm going to take a hold of this and I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to have my connection to Mother Earth restored. When you have feet that cannot feel, you're standing on Mother Earth and you can't feel her. Isn't that true? Yes. Okay. Well, we need to heal this. You need to, this needs to go away because you need Mother Earth because she is the source of your manifestation. Mm. And you've kind of lost the, uh, the nerve, the will almost. And you need to get that back and be tough with yourself and be tough with, um, the fact that this is happening, you asked it in. You never go somewhere that you're – when you're going down the road and you get an idea, you're already going towards that idea. You just don't know it yet. And I see something in you that is so beautiful. It's like you're standing in a room and a, there's a doorway there and you just haven't opened it yet. But when you open it, there is, a, it's going to be hard for you to open this doorway. I can tell you that. But you, if you work with it, come to Sedona for heaven's sake. We're going to open that doorway for a lot of people. And the doorway is filled with light. It, it, there's a, the sun came down. And the sun comes down and fills you with a radiance and a beauty that you've never felt in your life. And it washes through you and it washes away the psychic debris that is keeping you from feeling in your legs. Do you see? And yeah. I'm kind of jumping all over the place here. but And this we're doing this on the radio, which is an incredibly personal thing. Uh, we do this often. Keep going. Well, you're wonderful to, to say, do you understand what I'm saying? I do. I do. And it fits, does it not? It does. And so now... Oh, does it ever. <laughs> yeah. And and so, God bless. You know, there's no accident that we're doing this program today. Oh, certainly not. And, and no accident at all. Total and, divine timing. Total divine timing. <laughs> it is indeed. Anyway. I'll just, I'll just be over here on mute. Yes. Well... You know, uh, this is what I'm teaching at the event in Sedona, in, in depth, of how do, you, how do you solve these problems? You know, it's the sacred crossroads of the world, and we're standing in the middle of that crossroad, and that crossroad is a place of power. And you have to get this nerve back and the excitement back to get moving down one of those roads. If I were you, I would figure out what it is about communication, about health, bringing people into a place where they can heal themselves through the process of, of, of communication in some way. Uh, communication is so limited in technology. Uh, mm. You know, I, I'll give you an example. I was in Australia, and I wanted to give some of the elders a gift before I left. They had never, ever been part of the Western world, but they were curious about it. 
And I gave them a, a portable radio. And uh, I showed them this radio, and, and they kind of laughed, and, you know, what is that? A funny-looking box. And I turned a dial, and all of a sudden, Beethoven's Fifth filled the whirly. And they were in shock and excited and frightened, and what is this? And all of a sudden, it was the realization, you turn on a button, a little dial within yourself, and the whole world opens up. All of these different aspects of life that you've never seen before. That's what's happening right now in this period of time for all of us. And you've been, you know, there's always a gift in an illness. And the gift for you is that you've had to sit still. Absolutely. And, you know, and there's a kind of contemplation that comes with that. And a meditation and probably Costa Rica, perhaps. I don't know. And uh, something for you that has... You know, you're right at a precipice. You're a bright light, Richard, and, and you know it. And Nikki, you know it. Um, both of you are. And you're just, you've got your little toes right over the precipice, and you're about to move into, fall into this whole new aspect. But you have to get yourself there. You need some tools. You need some education about how to do this. You just don't give an aphorism 500 times a day and expect the world to change. You have to actually learn. It's like going to school. You wanted to be a doctor. You have to go to school to learn how to do that. Use the equipment. How do you use an x-ray? How do you do surgery and all the things that you learned, right? Right. Same way with the spiritual world or whatever world you want to call this this magnificent opening of consciousness. You need to learn how to do it. And shamanic training has been around for centuries and millennium. And it is a gift. And it doesn't make any difference if you're a quote-unquote quote, civilized you know, situation with all kinds of scientific acumen and technology. You can be in, in the mountains of Mongolia on the plains of Mongolia, and you can bring in the life force that animates everything throughout history. And the society that you're in really uh, cannot limit you unless it is so uh, militaristic that it comes in and, and takes away your life. So, anyway... Get that nerve back, kiddo. And yeah. you can do that because once you see, truly see what I've been talking to you about, you're going to go into a frequency where neuropathy doesn't exist. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Incompatible yeah. vibrations. Yeah. So come on, Richard. Come on down. You're the next contestant. Come on, Richard. Is that what you said this morning, Nikki? Come on. What are you doing? Come on. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you. Thank you for going there. Thank you for taking them there. Thank you for just 
confirming everything I spewed this morning into his little bubble of awareness. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, you so, so nailed it. You so <laughs> nailed it without knowing anything about his history, his background. It, you blow my mind. What, what just... she knows about me is what you heard on the show, ladies and gentlemen, because she, she started <gasps> oh, to ask me during the break, and I said, wait, let's start, <gasps> start the tape. So that's the whole thing. And... Um, Certainly very spot on. And uh, so, so, so accurate. Gonna, oh, my goodness. Going to see you in June, 12th We're to 15th. We're going to see you. I can't wait to see you in June. Go up on lynnandrews.com, and you'll see... Uh, you know where we're going to be. It's close enough. You can just jump in your car and come up for a few days. Absolutely. And we have a beautiful place for you to stay, and and it'll be uh, quite lovely, truly lovely. Oh, I think so. So we we encourage all you listeners out there, uh, stop by lynnandrews.com. Uh, you'll see it. It's right on the front page, on the little slider doohickey, or you can just go to events and. Uh, Sedona event. Uh, and Sedona gather. Oh, take a look at the school. It is so important. I just, golly, you know, it's so it's so hard when and, you know everybody's so busy and they're worried about money and on and on. But you know what? Money and all of the things that you're doing in your life that are complicating your life mean absolutely nothing if you don't have an understanding of your higher self and your own self worth. So is the time. It is. Absolutely. Well, there you go, Nikki. Oh, (laughs) Richard, whoever. (laughs) Well, you are the best. And and we've, you know, uh, uh, arrived at this point. You've arrived here this evening. You know, none by chance. uh, And uh, fantastic stuff. If any of this stuff has spoken to you guys, Get on by there. There's, uh, I can tell you from browsing around the site just briefly, there's many, many ways in there to connect with uh, Lynn and with the wisdom that she's uh, bringing forward at this amazing time on the planet. Yes, it is. It's uh, an amazing time to be here and an uh, amazing time to be in the radio business because how cool is this? How cool was that, Nikki? <laughs> it's wonderful. You, you got some autographed books in the mail, and I got, I got this. So it's okay. Oh, I didn't get a book yet. This will work. I send, I send you so much love and blessings and uh, namaste to both of you. And I hope we see each other again very soon. Well, I hope so too. And uh, thank you again for carving out the time for us and uh, and even giving us a little bit more than an hour. Uh, uh, very generous of you and 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 really for sharing your time, talent, and treasure with the world because that's what you're doing. And uh, it's awesome stuff. So thank you. Absolutely. Maybe we'll see each other in Sedona and Costa Rica. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Who would that be? That would be very cool. Oh, it would. I'd love to give an event down there. That's what I should do. There you go. They they do a lot of those down there in that very do they in that very area. They have a couple of big uh, annual things. I'll I will get you all that information. I promise. I would appreciate that so much. You better believe it. <laughs> okay. Well, all right, folks. That that brings us to the uh, to the end of our journey for tonight. But uh, look up Lynn at lynnandrews.com and. 
we'll certainly try to get you back, and you can work on Nikki. It'll be fabulous. <laughs> She's just about to work all of her physical stuff out, but uh, yeah, I've, always, I got it pretty much. There's always a spiritual component. Much done. We never know everything. In fact, the more you know, the more you realize you just the don't. more you realize you just don't know. That's, right. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, come back and join us for the next EC now. But uh, until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves, stay connected. Have a great now, everybody. Join Jane and Rick again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and subscribe for news and updates. Stop by their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection and join the conversation. You can also subscribe on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. to ask the biggest question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com price match for details So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.